Greetings and welcome to episode three of the Clay County Beacon podcast. My name is Josh Allen and today you'll hear an interview with Beth Clark who's running for District 2 of the Clay County School Board. Hope you enjoy it. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay. All right, we're recording. My name's Josh Allen. I'm the manager and editor of the Clay County Beacon, and I have with me today Beth Clark, who's running for... Good morning, Josh. Uh, yeah, thank you. Good to meet you, too. Um, <clears throat> and I have... Uh, she's running for the second district of the school board here in Clay County. So, Beth, uh, I guess, you know, I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, you know, love that you're willing to spend some time with me, and I appreciate that. I want to know, first and foremost, a little bit about who you are and, and what you're your dream is and, and why you're running for school board? Well, I'm not sure it's a dream, but I've been a, a clay citizen since 1983. Uh, I really came here for the same reason a lot of other people moved here, for the schools. Uh, a lot of people didn't want to be part of the humongous Duval situation. And really that's how Clay County schools uh, originated people that were at NAS in the military. They were able to come down here and and be in a much smaller situation, homegrown, uh, just much more comfortable, uh, giving their children a much better chance, they felt. And we've watched the clay system grow as the area grows. And uh, a lot of people have been, you know, very happy and they would like to see the the, uh, rating of the school, of course, improve. But as you grow and get larger, you've got the growing pains to go with it. You just have to have proper management treated as a business and make things happen more cost-effectively, not waste, and just don't assume because the county is growing, we're gonna collect more taxes. You have to be smart about how you pay things just like you do with your home budget. And I never thought, in fact, I'm out there is with the slogan of non-politician who believes in term limits uh, because I never dreamed that I would be ever enter in, in, in any political situation. Um, but I have been watching for the last decade, the school board, which is truly the foundation of any community. I've watched things go awry and just not comfortable. Um, probably the first school board meeting I attended was maybe about 11, 12 years ago. My son was fortunate enough to earn the student volunteer of the year. We went down there to accept his award. And uh, prior to that, I had been involved with the school system, uh, volunteering for for a few years, seven years uh, as a business partner. And then on the SAC committee, I'd been voted in to be on the SAC committee at two different schools. So it was a great opportunity for me to see, not necessarily in the classroom, but uh, to be involved with the students and, and meet a lot of wonderful teachers. Well, that's great. Yeah, I'm glad to, to see a new name, and not that you're like new to our community, but new to, to running for an office. You know, so I was excited to talk with you when I saw, uh, you know, that you were running for uh, District 2. Um, you know, I, I want to ask some questions up front that I think people who are familiar with me and familiar with what the Clay Beacon's trying to do will, will, will love to have asked. And has anyone on the school board or anyone related to someone on the school board solicited you to run for the office that you're running for? 
Not at all. Okay, great. And and I would assume also that you're not really getting any support or campaign help or management from, from anybody on the school board or anybody related to them, right? Absolutely not. Beautiful. Based on the cost, it would. Right. Beautiful. Uh, it's outrageous. And I'm appalled at, at what some of this costs just because it takes away from the normal person, the citizen who wants to run. Yes. It almost puts them at a huge disadvantage based on the cost. Yeah, it's it's sure. it's crazy to think the the hoops uh, and the barriers to entry for for just regular everyday citizens to run for an office like this. And, and let's be honest, like the school board and the school district are important to Clay County. But, you know, it's not something that requires a rocket scientist, right? Like, we're not landing a man on the moon here. It's, it's solid fiscal management and understanding what it takes to educate children and putting the right people in the right places within the district. But, but you know, there, there should be more of an opportunity. I have, I have said that to many people that I have talked to. There should be more of an opportunity for uh, parents of children who are in the school system, you know, regular businessmen, people who aren't businessmen necessarily and just work mm-hmm. a job, you know, but still are paying taxes and, and are vested in, in having a school system that is effective and, and good here in the county be able to run. But, but yeah, I, I share those concerns and sort of the disgust over the cost that it takes to actually run a campaign in, in a county like Clay County. And, and I, I like the, I like your story. It sort of matches mine. You know, my dad moved to, um, Florida, when he was in the Navy, he was assigned to NAS Jacks, and we were, mm-hmm. you know, for the very same reasons, I remember my parents moved out here to Clay County. The school system was good. It was growing. It was well-managed, um, and I think it's 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 nice to hear someone that has the same story as me, that sees some of the same things, has the same concerns from what it sounds like, and, and wants to, to, to step in and, and run for an office to, to continue to grow the county and, and manage it the right way. So if you were to get elected, like what... Can you give us an idea of what your legislative agenda would be? Like, what are some of the things you would want to accomplish as a board member if you get elected? Well, one of the things, taking a step back or two, talking about the cost to run, not that this is a school board item, but it needs to change to where it's like the county commission. People vote within their district. The reason it costs so much is because I'm having to go to Keystone, Oakley, Lake Asbury, everywhere, and that's what's driving the cost, and it shouldn't be. People are confused even filling out the petition to get your name on the ballot. You're going, I'm not in District 2. I can't sign this, and I'm going, no, that's not how it works. So that would be one thing. Um, Overall, I think because of my many years of business experience, I've worked with just a ton of budgets and, and management and I'm not a big talker. I'm maybe it's my accountant in me, but I'd rather be in the back crunching the numbers um, and getting it right and helping managers to learn how to use those numbers right. to their best ability to run their business. Um, but I want to bring the board back to a level of professionalism. And I want to use my business experience because we do, as well as the commission, we've got some, we've got some hard days ahead of us in this county. And if we're going to keep a quality way of life and education, we're going to have to not just think about the 30,000 new homes that could be coming in because of the new roadway and the impact fees and the taxes we're going to gain. We've got to think about how we spend that money and how, you know, we could spend it better and just be a little more frugal. Um, a lot of people that I've talked to 
number one, I'm very pleased. A lot of people will say thank you for wanting to take the time to serve because I can guarantee you if I get in or when I get in, uh, this is going to be a financial hardship on my business. Yep. Um, but I feel like somebody's got to step forward. The, uh, I don't know. Go ahead, Josh. I don't want to. No, no worries. I, that, you know, I want to have this interview to let you sort of get your message out for what you want. Um, what would you say some of the things that the, the district's currently doing well? Like, what do, you, what do you see in the school system now that you think is, is, is good? Well, I think the key to any good school system is that the teachers are happy and that they feel that they've got the freedom to teach and that we not just teach to a test. And I think a lot of teachers, and I'd have to talk to a lot more, I can't really formulate an opinion on Common Core, but I've heard more negative than, than positive. Uh, the whole goal is that, you know, this is all, people say it all the time, it's all about the children. Okay, yeah, it is. And they've got to be in a happy and safe environment when they learn, they've got to want to learn. Yep. And I look at the numbers from schools to schools, and I still don't get why some schools have such a higher uh, rating and test scores than others in our county. And I don't think poverty should have anything to do with that. I think you can have a successful school, whether the child's uh, parents make 15, 20,000 a year versus those that make 150 or 200,000. I think the level of education should be the same. And that child should want to learn and want to realize the advantage they've got, that that's something they've earned. They've worked on their own without anyone's help and how, how it's gonna lead them to be able to do much more in their life than, than they ever thought. Yeah, I think you, you see, at least for me, I, I see that, that schools used to be setting children up for the next step in their life, right? Like the goal of the school is to right. educate the child so he could go out and get a job when he you know, graduated or so that he could go to college or go to trade school, right? It should equip them for the future of being a citizen in the county, state, city that they live in. And it seems slowly over time, and, and I'm not just talking about Clay County, but in general, Florida, across the nation, it, it, we seem to be moving towards the overarching goal of education is to teach children to pass certain tests. And I just don't know if that's effective, right? So I think some of what you see, some of what people see in, in school scores, like, it, to me, that makes me question the test. Like, is the test even effective? Like, is that a, an effective measure for that school, uh, you know, and the people that are in that school? Because... It, I get what you're saying with, with poverty shouldn't matter. We should be able to be so flexible at a school by school level, class by class level, student by student level to assess what each child needs to, in order to be successful. Right. And maybe, you know, maybe there's a kid in, you know, fourth grade somewhere at a school who, who has a rough home life and maybe him passing that test is actually not going to help him at all later in life. Right. Like, so there should be flexibility. We should let teachers teach. Um, and I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm not an expert on Common Core by any means. I think Common Core becomes dangerous when it becomes mandated as the only way you can educate a kid, right? right. You know, I've actually looked at some of the Common Core math stuff, and, and I've always felt like in my head I do math weirdly. Like I think of things in like different groups and I see it visually. And apparently that's what some of the Common Core math stuff is. So I'm okay with Common Core being a tool that teachers have at their disposal to use right. to teach students where that makes sense for that student. But uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, you know, it, it doesn't, 
it doesn't feel like teaching to a test and mandating certain things uh, is effective because really we should allow teachers to assess their own students. Exactly. Yeah. And it would take a lot more talking with teachers to find out, you know, what the real issues are that they're having and what they're comfortable with. Yeah. The only thing I hear, you know, and, and maybe this is just because I'm not out there enough talking to teachers, you know, you hear a lot from the, the local teachers union on what they say teachers feel, but I've always wondered like you know, behind that level, a sort of filtered response. Like if you were to, to get teachers one-on-one in, in focus groups where they knew it was anonymous and they could say what they, they really felt and how exactly. happy they actually were, you know, I wonder what, you know, I wonder how teachers are actually right. feeling behind the scenes. Right. You know, so, Correct. um, so I think we sort of covered two of the things, you know, standardized tests and common core, um, what do you feel like, is there anything that you see that stands out starkly that you feel like the school district could currently be doing better? Well, going back to the topic, as I've talked to people regarding petitions, getting signatures, the other item, of course, that Clay County citizens, those that are interested or take an interest, sad part is many people do not, um, of all our voters, but their biggest issue, of course, was the police in the schools. Well, we know that uh, Florida mandated it, but a lot of people feel how it was done was very political. Right. Uh, the timing of things that happened seemed a little odd to a lot of people. I'm not sure we'll ever get to understand, you know, truly behind the scenes how it all worked out. But uh, the one complaint that I hear over and over again is Number one, the duplication of admin and, and some mm-hmm. of the cars, especially when the, the school police cannot pursue. It has to be, if somebody were to leave the school, it has to be handed over to the sheriff's office is what I've been told. Yeah, it's very so much. Why do they even have the superchargers? Right. Why, why are we spending that? Um, I'm not saying that I know the answers, but... I'd sure like to look at the numbers. I know, according to Superintendent, Interim Superintendent Broski, that apparently he believes that we're saving 1.2 million by uh, the situation that we've got. And I'm sure he's right, but I would also like to see those numbers. And it doesn't mean down the road, you know, it may be a necessary evil having to incur this cost but i think we can always tweak it based on the needs yeah i don't think we have to say that this is set in stone i think we need to to look at all areas of it constantly like we do any other part of the budget you know what can we change as things change in our lives um people have questioned why does orange park still handle their own Right. instead right. of having school police and how does green cove do the same but every every other area is affected by the, the school police uh, the new branch yep. um, of our community I, I can tell you too along the same line I question uh, why a hundred school brand new school buses are sitting out at the depot and I'm not sure many people are aware of that but we used to always rotate the buses out, whether they were needed more repairs or they were older and replaced them with new. Well, suddenly, months ago, uh, 
it was voted on that they would purchase 100 brand new school buses. Right. So all these other buses, many of which were sent to North Carolina to have air conditioning added to them, and now we've got these additional 100 buses sitting out there. We don't even have people, the mechanics and the resource people, to put them in service. Right. You know, why was that done? How much did that cost us? Where is the savings by doing that? It's yeah, you, just... You got to wonder if you ask the bus drivers, you know, because there, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of concern amongst the support staff and bus drivers about the cost of their health benefits, right? You exactly. hear these stories where some of them have family members. And at one point, and I don't know if this is still the case because the county did make some, the school board did make some tweaks to, to the, the amounts that they're paying into the pool. Um, at one point, there are people with family that was also on, so it was themselves and their family on the county mm-hmm. insurance were actually paying more than they were making in their paycheck. You know, they were they were taking money out of you know wherever else they were getting it from, or whether their spouse's income, whatever. You know, so I wonder if you ask those bus drivers, would you have rather had the county lower the cost of your benefits, you know, with those funds that they use on the buses, or give you a shiny new bus with air conditioner? You know, you got to wonder, did anyone right. ask the people that would be most affected by that? No. If that was even a need or concern that yeah. they had, right? Not maybe they did, and maybe you know maybe the bus driver said, you know, we'd rather have the buses. I don't know, but it did feel like that one was sort of slipped under the radar a little bit. Hey, we did a thing. Here's all these shiny new buses. Okay, bye. You know, was sort of the feeling I got from that. So now, unfortunately, the bus drivers are the low men on the totem pole, low women and men on the totem pole. And uh, I don't think that would necessarily be something that they would have been asked. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that that's, you know, one of the things that the school board is currently lacking, they don't really seem like they want to have input from anyone outside of themselves, right? That's my impression. I have personally been to several school board meetings. Um, and at one meeting, I was famously told by the person that you're running against that the school board meeting is no place to question the integrity of the school board, right? And my response was, well, okay, when can I do that? And their right. <laughs> response was, yeah, we don't know. And I was told basically to, to leave the podium. Uh, what's your what what are your thoughts on that? Like how you know, let's say, you know, in a hypothetical scenario, you're elected to the school board, you become the chairperson. The current chairperson is not very open to public comments at the meetings. You know, what would you how do you feel about that? Would you give a little more wiggle room to people to to be able to speak out at the meetings and voice their concerns and ask questions or would you Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. That's, I mean, I know that we've got everybody's under a time crunch. Uh, but to me, one of the reasons I jumped in, and I won't get specific because I'm not going to go negative, but um, one of the reasons I got in is because the citizens vote on every one of those school board members, and the citizens need to be treated with respect, and that's all I'll say. Yeah, I I think, you know, I think uh, what I hear from a lot of folks that aren't politicians and aren't, you know, school board members is like, we just don't feel like we're heard. You know, exactly. and, and I think that's, you know, and that's partly why I created the Clay County Beacon. You know, it started mm-hmm. as uh, claycountypolitics.com, and that was sort of, to me, not succinct enough. So I, I just came up with a, a name that was a little bit better. But, like, I just want I want people's voices to be able to to be heard and shared, um, you know. And, and I think that uh, <clears throat> that getting messages out from people like you who are running for office is part of that, right? I think, conversely... We want to hear from the the citizenry and the people that are voting, but I also want to hear from people that are actually 
you know, putting putting it out there and, and giving up their time and sacrificing their time to, exactly. to run, not only run for office, it's costing you money and time to run for office, but if you get elected, it's going to cost you money and time to actually, you know, fulfill the role of, of school Absolutely. board member. So, And getting a handle on how many hours it takes has even been difficult. It used to be 10, 15 hour a week job, and now I hear that they've turned it into a full-time job, and it really shouldn't have to be. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's not something that that should require eight hours a day, you know, five days a week. Right. In my opinion, maybe I'm ignorant, you know, and I'm open to to other people's viewpoints on that. But um, yeah, I just can't. I can't make sense of that either. What? So there has been a lot of uh, another thing I want to talk to you about. There's been a lot of uh, in recent months, uh, sort of hubbub over charter schools. Clay County is not really inundated with a lot of charter schools. I believe there are two uh, in the county uh, at the moment. One of them is run by somebody who's related to a board member, and there's there's a bit of consternation back and forth on that. Um, to me, charter schools are not perfect, right? The system is probably at, at the higher levels of the state. You know, there could be a little bit of improvement there, but I think charter schools at the lower levels, especially in county like ours, counties like ours where we don't have a ton of them, are, are an interesting tool for parents to choose to to where their kid can go to get the most benefit out of the school system that they're paying for. So the first question I have for you and related to charter schools, um, it was once said by a board member that charter schools are not county schools. What's your viewpoint on charter schools? Do you look at them as sort of a subset of the schools in the county or in your mind, are they a sort of a separate entity that also exists? Uh, I probably don't know all the proper terminology for, for how they're really right. set up and, and regarded. I've heard that the animosity a lot has to do with the funding. Uh, you know, they're not getting getting paid the same when that child right. goes to a charter school, and that's what a lot of the issues are about. But to me, a charter school is all about competition, yes. and I think that's key. We've got to have competition if we're going to keep raising the bar on the level of education. And I would hate to see them go away. I know years ago, I mean, Orange Park Elementary is a charter school. Right. But why would you want to shut down a charter school, which they tried to do, I want to say maybe, I don't know how many years ago now. Um, but they've got some of the t highest test scores. So, right. yeah, Orange know, Park Elementary is the, the seventh highest rated elementary school in the state of Florida. So it, it yeah, is a, it's you just know, amazing. Uh, in my opinion, like it, it's puzzle things like that are puzzling to me because in, instead of, you know, and people can have their own opinion, everybody's entitled to their own viewpoint on it. But sure. to me, looking at a charter school or any school that is that successful and, and saying, well, we should get rid of it as opposed to saying, well, what are they doing to be right. that successful? And how do we replicate exactly. that across all of our schools in the county? Like, you mm -hmm. know, how do we how do we make every elementary school perform as well as Orange Park Elementary School? That's and that's exactly not a, right. that, you know, and that's yeah. not a slight against any of the other schools or anything like that. But like, no. take your successes and, and, and replicate those rather than look at those. What it seems to me is that charter schools are looked at by some folks as a threat to the power that the school system and the school board has sort of gathered for itself. Um, and I think that's a shame because it, it, what it should do is put pressure on the school system to be better. If our school system was so great that no one had any questions about their kids being educated there, charter schools I don't think would exist. I think that you hit the nail on right. the head, in my opinion. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's a form of competition that should improve 
not only the level of education at charter schools, but hopefully level of education in the, the standard sort of public schools. Exactly. I mean, it was, it's getting back to what I was referring to earlier. How can they have such high scores and then just a mile away, a school have such low scores? Right. Um, you know, we need to decide what are they doing that's different. And people are always complaining, oh, we've got to build new schools. We don't like the old schools. Let's tear down even Orange Park High School right. because of the old school. Let's find other property because we need a new school. Look how old the building is for Orange Park Elementary. Right. The age of the building has nothing to do I with the quality agree. of education. Yep. So we just need to be, once again, cost effective in what we're, what we're doing. We've got five schools, I understand, planned for the future. Not that that won't change, but uh, between the school board and the commissioners, they've you know, it goes back to there is a hard road ahead that's yeah. going to have to be paved. Yeah. And I think we just, one of the reasons not only to bring professionalism back, but we need a set of new fresh eyes. Uh, I think 28 years for somebody to serve is, is you know, she needs to, be, uh, the other candidate, Carol, needs to be commended for the time she has served. Yes. But I think you get to a point where you're no longer fresh. You don't have the new ideas. Completely and a lot agree. of things are taken for granted. Yeah, I completely agree with that. With the growth coming especially and to maintain what we've got at a high quality level. I mean, I'm tired of hearing people say, I don't want to come to Saint, uh, to Clay. I want to go to St. John's where they're number one. And then they get there and they find out, hey, I may have to move my child to the other school because of overcrowding. Right. And you know, there's issues there as well, but everybody comes to the Northeast Florida area wanting to go to St. John's and they don't even look at clay. And then you have to have people like me introduce them to clay and to the quality of education here. And the fact that you can pay a whole lot less for a home and, and live in a very family orientated community and have just as much as you would in St. John's. Yep. I completely agree. Um, you know, Clay County is a great place to live. That's why I'm here. You know, I'm raising my daughter here. She's about to go into elementary school, uh, you know, in the fall. And, and I've been here since 96, graduated from Middleburg High School myself, right? Like, so I'm a product of the Clay County school system. Um, and, you know, I just want to, again, thank you for the time that you have spent with me today. I want to give you one last shot. If there was, you know, a message that you want to give to the voters that are looking at this uh, District 2 race, um, you know, here's here's an open mic for you to say say what you want to say and, and whatever you want the voters to know. Well, basically, I just want them to know that I've been listening for a decade now, and I've been in there and just as passionate as they are about making some changes. And I hope because I'm a good listener, uh, I've spent years having to negotiate with people. Uh, whether it be through arbitration in a business environment or whether it be uh, with real estate, uh, I know how to negotiate and I know how to work with budgets, create budgets and make them work and try to get people to meet in the middle. Uh, and overall, you know, I've, I've been a parent. So uh, I know just because my son has graduated and gone on to college and now has his dream job uh, thanks to Clay County school system 
really. Um, you know, I'm not going to stop paying attention to to this board, which is truly the foundation of this community. I mean, I'm going to hang in there and continue to work as long as as I'm able. It's a friend of mine told me once uh, what you call QTR in life, and it's quality time remaining. And it would be very easy for me to spend my time as an old Southern woman gardening, <laughs> but I would much rather get back. And, and I was shocked that no one came forward and in all this time filed to run against Carol with all that has been talked about. Uh, yep. and, and I waited too long because I heard somebody else was gonna jump in and they did not jump in. And then three days after I filed, they finally jumped in. Right. So I was a little surprised, but welcome to the to the game of politics. Right. And I'm not right. a politician and I believe in term limits and I'm just an ambassador for Clay County. Well, great. That's, you know, I appreciate your time. Um, I look forward to, to seeing how your campaign goes. Um, you know, what, what I will do uh, when I get this posted uh, in the show notes, I will have a link to your campaign website and any other social awesome. media uh, okay. campaign uh, for you guys. And good luck in your run for District 2. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it.